Hello, non-Spotify users. This episode uses something called Music and Talk feature through Anchor, which is my distributor. Um, if you don't use Spotify, then you won't be able to hear the full effect of the episode. I didn't know that 100% until I just went through the edits and published it for Spotify users, but I do want everybody else to be able to listen because I know there are quite a few of you on um, Apple Podcasts and some other places like um, Overcast and Good Pods and, and wherever. So basically you're going to hear a cutoff point where I'm going to say, you know, here, here's the track or play the music. Um, and I do say the names of the songs. And if you don't catch it quite well, that's all right. Um, if you go to the show notes, I have listed the songs in order by their title. So I encourage you whenever I say to go check out the song to, to listen to the song to be able to get the full effect of the episode. Um, this was a new feature through Spotify and Anchor that I really wanted to try, and I'm waiting to hear the final version of it as well. So thank you for being here. I wanted to make sure that this episode could be shared with everybody. You guys just have to do a little homework because you're not on Spotify. So thank you for being here, and here's the episode. Oh, and a quick disclaimer because the Spotify users didn't actually get this. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes of A Dragon Tamer's Fable, if you haven't listened to the end of the story, please don't listen to this episode. It will ruin absolutely everything for you. Make sure you finish the entire podcast, the entire book, and then come back and find this episode so we can go on a little music journey together. All right, bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the final bonus episode of A Dragon Tamer's Fable. I'm sorry it's been so long, I procrastinated super hard. This was supposed to come out in September, but then a lot of things happened, including uh, Hurricane Fiona, and um, a lot of personal stuff, and I'll be sharing some of that at the end of this episode. Stay tuned, it's really exciting. But we're just going to dive straight into the content of this episode. And a question was asked in an earlier Q&A, it was either the first or second Q&A, um, how, like, what song would describe Seven Nocte's journey or, or their life? And I absolutely love music. And when I say I listen to, like, every genre of music, just about, I mean it. I mean from classical to opera to jazz to rap, country, everything, heavy metal, love it all. And um, I've got a fair amount of music knowledge as well, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I won't be going into the behind-the-scenes on these songs today, and in terms of what the artists meant them to mean, their original purpose, or, or why they sang those songs to begin with, I'm just going to go into, when I heard these songs, why did they make me think of Seven Nocte? So the very first song, applies really more to Seb than it does to Nocte, is Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. And the way that we're going to do this is I'm going to maybe say something short about the song and Seb and Nocte and their journey, and then Spotify users, the song will be played. Um, There's an agreement between Spotify and Anchor because Spotify owns Anchor. And if you're a premium user, you'll hear the entire song if you're a free user, I think you hear like the first 15 seconds of the song. Everybody else, I don't know if it's going to reach Apple Podcasts, might just be Spotify. Um, you're going to have to look up those songs and 
I'm sorry, but there's only going to be three of them that we're going to get into, so it's not too much homework. So, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Chances are you've probably heard this song some point in another in movies or on the radio. It was a very popular song back in the day, released in 1966. And it's just a really happy, light song. And it, it's the instant perspective I get in my head is just Seb and Fauna. They're like 16, 17 years old. They really wish that they could be together, you know, all the time, stay over at each other's houses without any hassle, just grow up and, and, and rush to grow up. So I'm going to hopefully uh, play the song right now. Spotify users, you should be able to hear it. And I'll talk more about it once the song's been played. All right, I love that song. It's just so happy. Um, there isn't too much more to say about this song um, and how it applies to Seb and Fauna because it just, you know, it really is them. There's, there's the lyrics. Baby, then there wouldn't be a single thing we couldn't do. Oh, we could be married. And then we'd be happy. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? And I think it's a pretty, pretty understood theme or concept in A Dragon Tamer's Fable that Seb, in particular, though the fauna as well, is really in a rush. Um, you know, he, he wants nothing more than a, a happy family, obviously with his, his father dying and um, a lot of responsibilities put onto his shoulders. He wants to build that happy family unit. And we, we do see that, like, Seb and Fauna get married when they're 18. They have Odax right away and Lumen. And uh, it goes from there. So they're just super crazy in love, puppy love. And this song, I just, every time I hear it, I, I just instantly picture Seven Fauna. All right, so the next song, and I have to warn you, I'm huge into Canadian music. I love supporting Canadian artists. I'm always on the hunt for, for new Canadian voices. Anywhere from, honestly, older Canadian folk music to... Um, indigenous, modern indigenous music, to Shania Twain and Avril Lavigne and everything in between. All right, so the next artist is Bruce Cockburn. And don't giggle at that, you're better than that. Um, Canadian folk musician. Um, if you look him up, uh, pop, folk, country, that's, that's his kind of vibe. He's pretty chill, I guess. Um, I haven't listened to a ton of his music, to be honest. Um, but the reason why this song called Wondering Where the Lions Are, um, that was released in 1979, another oldie. The reason why it came up <laughs> on my playlist on Spotify anyway was because of the, um, the album that it's on. And the name of the album is Dancing in the Dragon's Jaws. Very fitting to a Dragon Tamer's Fable. I have no clue what I was searching. I was honestly, I was probably searching my own podcast um, to ch- double check something, and this Bruce Cockburn song came up. I'm not going to go crazy into the history of the individual songs, like I said at the beginning of the podcast. I could. Um, I find this the story about this song in particular is really interesting, and I encourage you to look it up. But I don't want that to influence um, our journey with, with Seven Nocte. So I think maybe I'm just going to play the song and... Then we'll go through and we'll, we'll kind of pick it apart and see how it applies to Seven Nocte. So here it is. 
All right. So this song, the beat, like the instant I heard the song, I, I remember it so clearly. I was at work um, maybe a couple years ago, and I was um, just minding my own business, doing my thing, doing chores. And this song came on, and the beat instantly got me. And I, I stopped, and I listened to it, and I was like, it feels like I'm on a walk in sunshine in the forest. Um, every time I listen to it, that's I'm just instantly transported to this this lovely, warm forest scene. Um, and I picture Seb and Nocte there. You know, Nocte's probably flying overhead, um, unless we're talking about when he's very small and still on Seb's shoulder. But yeah, I can just see Seb walking alongside. The beat of this song is just so perfect for that, and it really sets it up. And honestly, I listened to this song probably five times over back to back. I was addicted. And I, I feel like the lyrics really hold true to Seb when he's a bit older, when he's become the regent. Um, but to touch really quickly onto that forest scene, like I said, instantly I was in a forest scene, but like Bruce already has, up among the firs where it smells so sweet, or down in the valley where the river used to be. Those are some of the lyrics. And yeah, he just, man, he paints that picture so well. I can't get over it. It's like songs don't usually transport me to another plane, and he managed to do it. All right, so back to Seven Octa. We've got lyrics like young men marching, helmets shining in the sun, polished as precise, like the brain behind the gun. Obviously, we don't have guns in a Dragon Tamer's fable, but it's just the shining armor that really gets to me, and I can picture Seb on the battlefield. Um, and there's lots of imagery used throughout the song, and, you know, people just, they really don't write music the way they used to, like back in the 70s. But the thing that got me most about this song, not just the imagery and, and the, the beat that makes it feel like I'm going on a walk, is specifically the lyrics, and I'm wondering where the lions are. And when I first heard it, how I interpreted it, and I was like, damn, this is really Seb, was, um, you know, he's, he's the regent, things are okay, you know, he's got Odie and he's got Lumen, but then his mom dies, um, he's going along and then suddenly, you know, he's almost assassinated, like, a couple of times, um, and Tanner comes into his life and, you know, he, he keeps hitting obstacles throughout and he keeps bouncing back between these highs and lows. One moment things are good, everything is is okay, and then something really bad happens. When it rains, it pours. And wondering where the lions are, it just made me feel like, and I, hang on, I think there are lyrics that really paint this picture a bit better. I had another dream about lions at the door. They weren't half as frightening as they were before. Um, I think it's really important, uh, if you want to understand this song fully, to go research the lyrical history and the meaning behind the song. But when I heard that for the first time, all I could think about was Seb and how he was probably in these states where he's like, okay, everything's fine, everything's good, like I'm managing things, but what's going to happen next? What shitty thing is going to happen in my life next? Seb doesn't really talk like that. You know, he's a bit of a quiet guy. Well, definitely a quiet guy. 
But at least in the back of my mind all the time, I'm like, man, what, what's going to hit him next? And that might sound silly because, you know, I'm the author. But I feel like you as readers probably also agree with that, where he's like, you know, there's there's lions at the door. And, and how bad are these lions going to be? Like, what kind of thing is going to ruin my life next? And it just really got me. And it must really suck to live that kind of life. And I know there are lots of people who do, where they just ride these lovely highs and, and everything's lovely and, and great. And then shit just hits the fan and it's awful. And Seb really exemplifies that. So yeah, the song between the beat and like, there's even a marimba being played in the song. Like, it's just so groovy. It's, it's so fun. It's a great embodiment of 1970s Canadian folk music. And that's, you know, just another reason to love it. Last but not least is Default, or Default, another Canadian band. They formed uh, in 1999, so they are the babies of, of the group of songs that we're listening to. And Live a Lie itself, sorry, I'll say that a little slower, Live a Lie, was released in 2001. So I was a few years old at this point when it was released. And the tone of this song is really different compared to Wouldn't It Be Nice and Wondering Where the Lions Are. It's a lot more gritty, and it's a lot more modern, and the lyrics are super poignant in this song, I think. Um, if Like... I don't want to read you all the lyrics, but man, let's just take the, the first stanza. I can't seem to find out what I feel. Burned out dreams of others which I can steal. Take or leave this way I seem to you. It eats right through you. You ripped up parts of things I should do. I'll run around and tell you screaming. And then it gets into the course. And I got a little, a little excited. I probably should have played the song for you before. But here it is, really focus on that, that first stanza and, and the power it brings to it, and then as it just seamlessly flows into the course. And then we're going to touch base in just a sec. All right, awesome song. Love it. Probably the best part about this song is the bridge. And if you don't know a lot about music, you've got um, like your verses, your your stanzas if you're talking about like poetry which um is like the first part of the song that that's a verse then you've got the course which is the part that repeats itself and then a bridge is another verse that's different from the course like it's not the main melody of the song but the bridge tends to change up the tempo the dynamics um and really hits the song home and kind of brings it together before going back into usually another course but not always so the lyrics for the bridge of this song and just the build-up to it, it's so powerful. And I love it, and I love the passion in his voice as he sings it. When I seem to believe all that I've done wrong, you can take all that's right, I will still move on. Taken all I can give, it seems that I don't belong. Push me further from this, go on. Man, that's powerful stuff. And this is really... Seven Nocte. If I had to choose one song that was just a vibe of Seven Nocte, of all the songs that I've listened to and, and come to mind, Live a Lie by default is that song. Um, you know, I feel like Seb probably a lot of the time thinks to himself that he's 
kind of living a lie. You know, he's a blacksmith. He's he said it before. He's uh, a widow's son. He's, you know, he's just a small town boy, and he gets transported to Imperior, the capital city, not only to become the Great Tamer, but to become the Regent King, or King Regent if you're being picky. I mean, who wouldn't feel like they were living a lie? It's just, you know, that's so much to put on somebody's shoulders. And, you know, that bridge, it's just, it's so Seb, because no matter what he does, it's never good enough for anybody. And obviously, like, if you were to look up the the meanings to the lyrics for the song, which actually I haven't even done, I'm not going to pretend that I have, um, it's probably a guy talking about a relationship with one specific person. But in how it relates to Seb, through my mind's eye, is just everybody's constantly blaming him for shit that goes wrong. It's not his fault, but somebody's got to take the blame. You know, he's the king, he's the great tamer, and he's got to take it on his shoulders. And it's not fair to him, and he really, really wishes he didn't live this life. He'd much rather be with, you know, Fauna and his kids and Nocte and the Orin, really. Just living a quiet life, and instead he's gotta gotta live this other life that was thrust upon him. It wasn't even a choice, really. How could he say no? There was nobody else after Leo was killed. So, yeah, every time I hear this song, I just, I think about the anguish that Seb must feel, and if you haven't already figured it out, I, I really see Seb and Nocte as the same person. One can't live without the other, and we see that clearly at the end. Nocte absolutely loses his mind. He just, he can't live without Seb, and, you know, if Nocte had been the one to pass on, but Seb had lived, I just think Seb would be, I don't know, a husk of himself, and that would have been a whole nother thing to deal with, and um, the joys of being a writer because Seb is a responsible person, and he loves Fauna, and he loves his kids, but Nocte was so much a part of him that if he lost that, would he still be himself? It's food for thought. Um, so when I say, you know, this song, that song, it re- applies to Seb, I really do mean both of them, Seb and Nocte. One doesn't exist without the other. They, they're soulmates, for lack of a better word. You know, Fauna's Seb's soulmate, sure, but Nocte is, is absolutely bound to him. So, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode of A Dragon Tamer's Fable. I'm sorry it took so long. Um, but here's some quick updates um, about why it did take so long. So, number one, this is a big one. I am moving from Prince Edward Island, Canada, to Devon, England. So that's the southwest coast of England. Um, my husband has a family dairy farm there and we're going to go take it over. So we've been trying to figure out uh, visas and, and packing and all kinds of paperwork and craziness and, and telling our, our workplaces, and it's just been absolutely insane. And, of course, Hurricane Fiona hit the island as well, and we had power, uh, we were without power, sorry, for six days, and we're actually being hit with a post-tropical storm tomorrow, and that's why I'm recording this the night before, because I don't need power to edit this episode. And hopefully, this episode will be out um, 
Sunday. I'm recording this on Friday night. Um, and then the other thing, <laughs> totally just out of the blue, and this is very typical of me as a writer, uh, I got sidetracked with another project. So I'm sure at some point I said, of course, um, A Dragon Tamer's Fable Volume 2 will be available this fall. Well, not exactly. I am working on it. My editor saw it in June, actually, um, and she got it back to me. But I haven't touched it since, like, last week. I'm about halfway through her edits, and then I have to format it and do the cover art. And it, it might be the new year, but I'm moving in the new year. So um, volume two is coming. But what I've been working on in the meantime is a picture book. Um, I never really imagined myself doing a children's picture book, but I got the idea and I just couldn't let it go. I have a tendency to hyperfixate, and that's exactly what happened. So I've illustrated and written just a, a short, it's, it's 26 pages long, um, children's picture book about inclusivity. And it's like a really soft introduction to inclusivity and diversity for kids. Um, and I've, I've got it listed on Barnes & Noble under LGTB um, family and, and lifestyle because the main characters are little rainbows. And it's about this this little red rainbow um, who thinks that red is best. And their parent says, well, it's okay to think that, but here's why all these other colors are so important. And uh, if you've got little ones in your life, whether you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle or anything, daycare, and you want just a sweet and simple story, um, it's available on Barnes & Noble. The title is called Red and Blue and The Whole Rainbow 2. And you know what? I'll actually link it in the show notes for this episode. If you want to go and buy it, uh, there's currently the hardcover and the paperback available. I haven't received my author copy yet. I'm not about to start uh, a bitch session about Barnes & Noble and how they won't ship to Canada for the author copies, but I've been having some troubles with them. So I should be getting my author copy this coming week. I do have a new profile on Instagram, and I am active on TikTok. Not as active as I'd like to be. But if you want to keep up with all of my author stuff, and not just a Dragon Tamer's Fable, I do have a new Instagram profile. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, so I've got this picture book, and of course the other three volumes of a Dragon Tamer's Fable eventually that I'm going to get out. Um, and there's a steampunk, dark fantasy vibe um, story that I'm going through the uh, the rough edits for. And uh, yeah, I've got a lot going on in terms of projects and um, life stuff. But if you want to follow along, I will give you the, uh, the link to Insta and maybe even TikTok and Barnes & Noble. And if you haven't purchased the first copy, the first, sorry, volume of A Dragon Tamer's Fable, please do. If you've made it this far, you've, you've heard the whole book, not just the first volume, um, please consider leaving a review anywhere. It, it doesn't matter if it's for the podcast or um, if you go and leave a review on Audible or if you're able to leave a review for the book itself. That would mean so, so, so much. It also kind of influences how quickly the next volumes will be release because if there's no interest or very little interest then I'm going to be focusing on other projects so 
thank you so much for listening to Dragon Tamer's Fable and this bonus episode. Um, if you love music as much as I do, I really hope you um, appreciate these wonderful songs. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And I guess this is probably my last time signing off for a Dragon Tamer's Fable. So I guess until next time, keep slaying anything but dragons. <laughs>